Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, our soccer correspondent, Mike Ahern, is with me on the line and also in the studio next door, we have Live 95 Sports, Luke Liddy, and you're both um, welcome. Uh, and a story that was already breaking, but there's more detail on it now. US investment bank JP Morgan has confirmed it will finance the new breakaway soccer super league announced by 12 of Europe's biggest football clubs, Manchester United, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal and Manchester City will join the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona and Juventus of Italy in the new project which will be a rival to the Champions League. Three more clubs will join as founding members. Another five places will be filled for the 20-team league each season and it's believed all 12 of these clubs have resigned from the European Clubs Association while the uh, Manchester United Executive Vice Chair Ed Woodward has stepped down from his role with UEFA. The new league would be played alongside domestic competitions in each of the countries like the Premier League but UEFA is threatening to ban clubs from competing in their domestic leagues. Um, Mike Ahern, this has been mooted and talked about over uh, decades now, certainly two decades I suppose in my head I thought it was just a, another bargaining chip as, because they're negotiating the, the Champions League format. How serious is this? It's very serious, Joe, isn't it? When, when you see the charter that's there and the clubs that have signed up to it and it's all happening in football with Jose Mourinho just sacked as the Spurs boss as well and Spurs are one of those six clubs uh, that are mentioned uh, that will be signing up from an English point of view. To me, um, it's going to ruin football. It's going to ruin the ambition of every small club that aspires to be some bigger because they won't be allowed into competitions like this. Uh, well, that, just but but that line, Mike, there in the statement saying five places will be filled for the 20-team league each season, does that suggest some type of promotion relegation scenario? I, I, I think uh, from reading up on it last night, Joe, there is going to be no relegation. So once you're in, you're in. And, and big clubs don't join these things to, to potentially fall out of them. It's, it's no different to the Premier League and knowing that you could be relegated at the end of the season and you're relying on parachute payments uh, to justify paying all the wages that you've, I suppose, committed to. I, I really can't understand where this is coming from. Yes, the best footballers in the world will want to play in this league but if it's running side-by-side side with the English Premier League, it has to be said then the English Premier League will be secondary and you'll see you know, secondary teams, a bit like what they do for the FA Cup and the League Cup. They'll be pulling out fringe players for Premier League games. It'll devalue the Premier League. And I would genuinely think, Joe, there's thousands of Irish people who go cross-channel week on week uh, when COVID restrictions will ease, they'll be planning Premier League visits at weekends. That will just stop supporting these teams because mm. if, if it's a midweek competition, uh, I mean, how realistic uh, is it that, that teams can fulfil, you know, big games week on week and then midweek as well? It's just uh, not possible. But, but what about the theory, and it has been mooted over the decades, as you well know yourself, Mike, um, that if something like this was being formed afresh, it might give the opportunity for one of the existing clubs in Ireland or a new club to set itself up in Dublin, keep more of the top Irish players, bring players in from outside, because there probably is the support across the Republic of Ireland for a major club. 
there probably is, but let's be honest, Joe, there's no hope they'll be in the top 20 clubs in Europe, no matter what resources go into it. I mean, the big giants are your Paris Saint-Germain's, your Manchester United, your Manchester City's, Real Madrid, and so on. It's interesting that the German clubs uh, aren't participating. And, and look, I've always been a big fan of German football. I mean, their admission prices, you can get into a Bayern Munich game at weekends for 10, 12 euro. Uh, they're in touch with the fans and I think it was uh, back in Matt Busby's time the famous quote came out that football is nothing without fans. COVID has proved that and I think this move in the middle of COVID is just going to alienate people even further and whether Ireland would ever be in a position, Joe, to put forward uh, probably an all-Ireland team even uh, to compete in a competition like this, I don't think they'll get anywhere near uh, the opportunity to be in the top 20 and, you know, money follows money and, and this is just another greedy act by people in football, from agents to footballers, and it's really becoming a disgusting game. Right. Um, Donna Sullivan is editor of the Limerick Leader, commentator here, of course, on Rugby and GA as well. A morning to you, Don. So what do you make of this move? Yeah, I think one, Joe, I think um, Mike touched on it there, saying that the big clubs looking to move away from the grounding of it. But at the end of the day, it's all about money, and everything is about the end user these days, Joe, when you're developing anything. And I think the way football is digested now has changed uh, Totally from when even when I was growing up, you know, you would have looked at all the results coming in in all four divisions. Uh, FA Cup had its had its glory days. All that was removed because of money. Uh, and and kids now, you know, when they're playing PlayStation, they want to play Juventus versus Liverpool. They want to play Real Madrid versus Paris Saint Germain. They don't want to play Norwich versus Liverpool. You know, they don't have any interest in those games. And the TV figures show that. And fans are going to want to watch the big stars play each other every single week. And if there's money in it, uh, clubs are going to do it. The interesting one, as you say earlier is about how the five teams may drop out. And if they did drop out, where would they go? Because by the sounds of things, they'll have nowhere to go because their domestic league is going to throw them out. So a lot to be decided. But, but can, can the domestic league in England really throw out Manchester United, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal? I mean, what's the point in it other then? Well, they, they could easily do it, Joe, because like the point is, if, if those six clubs leave now and five of them are relegated, I mean, you can't have them playing every second year, can you? I don't see fans, or I don't see players buying into that. And when people talk about fans and Gary Neville and all these people are giving out about football has moved on and they've forgotten about the fans. The fans, and we've said on this radio station for years, the fans in the stadium don't matter to anyone anymore in, in professional soccer. Because the money, it doesn't come from them. As, as we've now seen, this Premier League continues without any fans in the stadium. It's all about TV money. That's how they make their money. And merchandise them from people who live thousands of miles away from Old Trafford and Nancy. Luke, Mike and Don are still with us and we're just debating this latest statement. The US investment bank JP Morgan confirmed it will finance the new breakaway European Soccer Super League announced by 12 of Europe's biggest football clubs. Apparently they want to have their cake and eat it. They want to still compete in their domestic leagues like the Premier League in England but they don't want to be in the Champions League they want to have this European Super League instead and Luke Liddy like Don I know you're a big fan of um, American sports and we know in American football that your entire clubs have up sticks and gone to other cities haven't they for reasons of money over the years yeah, it's all about the owners. It's it's not about the the fans in in NFL really. Your team can be taken away and uprooted. Obviously, no relegation in the NFL either, and it's uh, an owner driven league. Obviously, with a commissioner over it. And I suppose just listening to to the two lads talking about it there, it's it, it's just interesting in terms of like the German teams not going into it. That's because a forty nine percent stake is only allowed for commercial investors. Fifty one percent has to be owned by the fans. I mean, you you look to the Premier League and you look at the C for this being sown years ago you talk about Abram- Abramovich taking over you have an oligarch you have Sheik
boutiques, you have American tycoons now owning teams, allowing this and allowing these lads to come in and take over clubs, it was always going to lead one way and, and obviously you have United and Liverpool owned by Americans at the moment and you're looking at this model of the, the 20 teams. I wouldn't be surprised, you're talking about the Premier League kicking out teams, I wouldn't be surprised if, if in a year or two these teams are just going to leave anyway and it's going to be just this super European league or whatever you want to call it because that's where the revenue is going to be that's where what's their, their bread and butter is going to be as Mike rightly said you're going to have less emphasis on the Premier League more emphasis on the Super League and I suppose talking about fans fans have been alienated a long long time ago I mean you look at these these top tier Premier League games and the, the working class man that it was all supposed to be about uh, at the very start the working class family going to a football match on a Saturday afternoon and you take your kids and, and, and your wife out that's all gone now you're looking at four or five hundred pounds to go out to one of these games now so it's all been building towards this I'm not surprised and I'm not too upset by it either I think the heart and soul went out of top tier football long ago yeah um, Don do you think it'll get ugly I mean UEFA and FIFA presumably will try to fight back Oh yeah, it's going to get very ugly. So I mean, the, the European Court of Sport Arbitration—I know that will be called in here. But it's funny when you say they're going to get messy about money and football, and you mentioned that UEFA and FIFA are going to come in and start giving out. Now, I mean, look, all sports head towards money. We've seen it with the Monster Rugby franchise. If you want to look at it that way, Joe, you talk about you know even even hurling, getting football. It's the, hurling is only played by a couple of counties because there was no point in the others competing in it. I mean, all sports go towards success and cash and Lucas bang on when he says that the ownership of these clubs you know see people today talking about Matt Busby and Bill Shanky I mean football has changed since then you know guys used to be able to go in and watch football on the terrace for a couple of quid now as Luke says it's a couple of hundred quid and jerseys are changed every two years and players have their own hashtags and have their own emojis I mean football is not what it was it's all about cash cash is king in every single professional sport that's the professional side of it and with FIFA and UEFA rowing in I mean if they revoke their status, you still have a potential here, Joe, for these clubs to play away in their own little bubble on Amazon or Netflix or wherever you want to watch it, yeah. and people will watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's fascinating about this, Mike, is that uh, one of the threats uh, that UEFA is making is that uh, players who play for these super clubs won't be allowed to represent their countries in competition. So it might mean that uh, the Republic of Ireland, because we don't have too many with those <laughs> clubs, will do very well. And of course, Germany will probably win every competition anyway if their clubs aren't in it. Absolutely, and look, I've long heard the, the thought that Ireland will never win anything in my lifetime, Joe, but it might change if all the big players are ruled out and, and you essentially can uh, compete at that level. But look, it, for me, the, the whole thing, is it's just farcical now at this stage. It, it's chasing money, morning, noon, night. The fans don't mean anything. And Don, and in fairness to him, he said it for years, it is about TV money. And, and the stadiums are empty at the moment. Everything seems to continue on. But it's when it starts to filter down to the grassroots club, and you know those big clubs will still cherry pick the best of the players behind them but you know filtering back then to even League of Ireland and stuff there's no hope of any money uh, going cross channel now and there's no hope of transfer fees or you know even aspiring to qualify for the Europa League stages the group stages I mean that was a big big ambition of clubs like Dundalk and even Cork in recent years and, you know, it'll mean nothing now because the competition won't be there. The money won't be in Europe. And, Joe, all this is coming, ironically, on a day where UEFA were hoping to announce the new format for the Champions League, That's make it. it bigger with 36 clubs. Yeah. So it yeah. is a, a cat- catastrophe uh, for UEFA and FIFA. But as Don says, you know, they can't exactly go pointing fingers because they've been taking money for long enough.
Well, that's true. And I mean, then you see a grassroots club being built like Treaty United and, you know, getting a very decent result and unlucky not to win in Galway at the weekend. And that is all about truly grassroots, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, it's community, Joe. It's not for profit. And look, it, it was just fantastic to again be at Eamon DC Park on Friday night. A little story. I went down uh, from the stand down behind the goal saying, would it be great now to get a shot of the team just as they come off with the victory? And then the free kick swung in and right in front of my eyes, literally five yards in front of me, the ball fell uh, to Arusu and he buried it uh, from a couple of yards. So it was heartbreaking. But look, you go through the thrills and spills of it in front of you uh, with your local team. And look, they're still unbeaten. Four games, three draws, one win and a huge monster derby. Uh, there'll be massive interest in the game against Cork this Friday and credit to Tommy Barrett and his squad. Everybody expected them to be cannon fodder at the foot of the division but against two full-time sides in Bray and Galway they've got a point from each of those games and of course uh, they had that win and a draw as well at home so look, they're, they're competitive and unfortunately for the women yesterday not such a good result uh, going down to Wexford use but I think all in all uh, the fact that both were in action this weekend and, and very proud of both performances uh, local football is alive and well Yes um, and uh, time has been dominated by this breaking story about the European Soccer League but uh, Luke very briefly tell us what happened in the uh, GA Championship draws particularly in relation to Limerick yeah, so in the in the hurling, Limerick obviously going for their third Munster Championship in, in in a row. They take on Cork, a team that they didn't face in the Championship last season. So good to renew acquaintances with with Cork. That's the semi final. The winners of that will go through to the final, which will be on the seventeenth or eighteenth of May. Then you have the the footballers. They're taking on Waterford, a side that they beat in the Championship and the league last year in the quarterfinals. That one is home in Limerick. If they win that, they'll have a home tie against Cork as well in the semi final. So maybe a a nice route through to the final obviously if you get over Waterford that court game is going to be really tough the final of that one then is going to be on the 24th or 25th of May so it's going to be all go obviously the, the league is kicking off in a couple of weeks then you're going to go really straight into championship all the way through to the All-Ireland in, in August and then the club championship but uh, a nice draw for both the hurlers and the footballers it has to be said OK alright we don't have time for anything else we'd like to have uh, spent a little bit more time on various sports this morning with that big breaking story on soccer dominating our chat. Thank you to our soccer correspondent Micah Hearn, to Don O'Sullivan, editor of the Limerick Leader, and to our own Live 95 Sports, Luke Liddy. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.